Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Body and the Beast podcast. Coming straight into your ears for the next few hours are your awesome hosts, Dan Meredith and Jamie Alderton. Howdy folks, and welcome to another episode of The Body and the Beast. I am your body, Jamie Alderton. And I'm your beast, Dan Meredith. Skills, Dan. Skills. That pay the bills. That pay the bills. Eventually. Eventually. What we wanted to start this with, ladies and gents, it's quite funny that I sent Dan my something from my old school report, which came up, and then he sent me something from his old school report. So I'm, I'm going to read yours, Dan, the full okay. one that you Go sent on, me, and then you read uh, my one. Yeah. So it says, throughout the year, Daniel has always been a caring child, always mindful of his classmates and people in less fortunate situations. Yeah. Beautiful. Uh, thank you. And Jamie's was, Jamie is capable of producing work of a high standard in most subjects. However, his effort is inconsistent and his attitude is not always positive. I hope to see some improvement in the next report. <laughs> that was, I think that was, I think I was about eight or nine um, for that one. It's a really young age. And mm. It's really fascinating when I look back at some old reports. And the reason being is a lot of them, they probably are, which the teacher didn't know, criticism sandwiches, where it's like, yeah. well done on this, but sort this out. But good, you know, best of luck with it. And I think one of the main reasons that, well, one of the main things that I realised being at school, so many of them saying Jamie could be capable of so much more. However, he's always distracted. He's always bored. He's um, can't focus his energy and effort. You know, it probably is the fact that I might have a certain, certain yeah. level of ADHD or, yeah. or something, not, something there. Secondly... I, I find it very hard to focus on something that I don't want to do or don't enjoy doing. And humanities is not something that floats my boat. <laughs> you know? What the fuck was humanities again I don't anyway? Actually what was know. it? I remember, I, I, I haven't even heard that term since you, school. Did, was there something called PCHE or something? Do you remember? It was a bit, you know, is it PCHE? I don't know, It's mate. philosophy, history, social and economics or something. I don't know. Yeah. These weird things. But... The reality is, is the reason that at school that, and this is what happens with everybody at school, the reason that most people can't concentrate like myself is we're bored. Mm. It wasn't the fact that, you know, I wasn't willing to work hard at something or be positive. I just find it very hard to do things that I don't want to do. And unfortunately, yeah. with a syllabus of school, everybody has to do the same things. Mm. Some people like certain things and some people don't. And, you know, once again, that's one of the, the issues with school because they can't focus the time that is required on the individual due to the uh, size of the classes. And when I was at school, I don't know how big your classes were. It was about 30. Yeah, 25, 30. Whereas now they're 40, 50. Jesus. So even worse these days. Mm. And then add to that, TikTok, Snapchat. <laughs> Shattering your attention span. Yeah. The, you know, we were having this conversation um, this morning and I was like, I am so glad that I went through school with the only thing on my f on my phone being snakes. 
Or, in my case, having a pager. Uh, yeah, a pager. Why did I have oh, I had a pager as well. Why did I have a pager? What it, fucking thing was going to be It important? was amazing. I was so excited me. because I was like, page me. How do I page you? Ring you, someone up. And then they page you, and then I had to run down to the phone box and ring them back. And I was fucking like, ridiculous. well, that was a waste of time. It, pages, man. Jesus Christ. So skills that pay the bills. Yeah. So we, we kind of came about this because, realistically, since I was a kid, I've been bringing people together. So people are a little bit on the outskirts. You know, I was... Always the one wasn't necessarily like the coolest kid, but I was, when I say popular in quotation marks, I knew lots of people because I took the time to make friends. And I remember when I had a birthday party when I was 18, I had like 200 and something people turn up because I had my rugby friends. I had my, you know, sort of nerdy friends. I had my Warhammer gaming friends. I had my sporty friends. I had my, you know, drinking friends. We're all different groups, but they all kind of came together for it. So I remember someone telling me when I started doing the online thing, he said, oh, you can, you know, when I did coffee down, said, oh, this this is going to be your thing. And I've been like, I've been doing this since I was a kid. You know, I did it at school. I did it at university, did it in the rugby clubs. Everywhere I've done, I've always kind of been the person that brings people together. And I realized that, that actually one of the skills that I have is the ability to bring people together. Yeah, community building. And I think a lot of things that happen with any kind of community, and it's interesting because I'm watching, I watched briefly last night, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. Mm -hmm. And you have people of a high caliber, well, celebrities, not really high caliber, caliber, but you have a group of people in a place together that are stuck, that there's routines, there's things that need to happen, there's things that need to be done. And what naturally tends to happen is you get somebody who organizes the other people and because they can't be bothered to do it, they just listen. And actually, that's what tends to happen if you look in WhatsApp groups, Mm -hmm. if you look in Facebook groups. There's always one. There tends to be organizers because in order to get things done and in order for a community to actually be uh, a community it needs some kind of formality and agenda Mm. and actually that is a skill because when you suddenly become that person people naturally tend to listen more because they're like oh cool we're in this gathering i'm listening to that person because and and i see it everywhere with any kind of facebook group just someone tends to post more than others Mm -hmm. and they tend to be the person that you get the information based on the group so you just tend to look at them a little bit, you know, not unless you pe- put them on a pedestal, but you you naturally have that leader person yeah. and something that you've always been great at doing is going, cool, I'm part of all of these great communities, but we need to get them to speak to each other. We need to organize things and need to do things together. And it is a talent and a skill, which a lot of people don't do because they're afraid of being that well, person. Look at your school report. And this is what we're saying, like part of the reason, so we're not going to teach you what to do to on, this, yeah. on this podcast. It's not like go learn this, go do that. We're going to share some things that are working, but it's realistically we want you to be more, I don't know, introspective or reflective and think, you know, are you doing the right things based on the skills that you actually have? And Jamie, you know, can produce work of a high standard, basically, if he likes what he's doing, which is what you do now. And it's really fascinating because, you know, things I do now and you think, well, hang on a minute, was I doing that at school? And thing that was really interesting, when we finished school at 16, you have the prom. And Mm -hmm. I wanted our prom at school to be very much like those American ones. So like prom king, prom queen and everything else. So I remember going to my teachers and saying, can we do this prom king, prom queen? They said, no, like, because you've got to get votes and everything else like that. And they said, why don't you do it? And I was like, yeah, okay. okay. So I gathered the whole school together, did a whole voting thing. We had like, um, Prom King, Prom Queen. We had Bully of the Year. For fuck's sake. We had all these really things which probably, you know, this is 21 years ago. 
Not um, as PC now. Not as PC, which you probably most people get offended um, now. But it was I, I could I organised it. I also in front of the whole school got up, spoke, welcomed everyone, did the whole thing, and I just felt very natural mm. doing that because it was just talking. It was like here's a mic, talk to three hundred people, and it just felt quite natural to yeah. do that. And I think, hang on a minute, fast forward now, you know, twenty odd years, and I'm talking what you do for to. A it's what I do for a living and my kind of my skills, which I've really, really focused on this year have been um, talking on camera, mm -hmm. public speaking, video. And they've always been stuff that I've done for many, many years, but realized that I need to, I think I've already said my first employee was a videographer. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a VA, it wasn't a PA yeah. back in 2015. It was a videographer because I realized the importance of building on that skill and doing it every day and getting good at doing it. And of course that skill has enabled me not only to teach others how to do it, but to play at a higher level on social media. Yeah. And we wanted to sort of like take away from this. And obviously we never know where these chats are going to go <laughs> when we start them is that, you know, whatever you're doing right now, um, it might be exactly what you should be doing and that might be awesome and if you are wicked you know be the best version of you that you can be but one of the things that i've been doing a lot of reflecting on is the times where my so i, I kind of went through this is gonna this is a very broad so i'm gonna go around the houses a little bit but i decided to go so i did a few things so first of all business-wise i went through all my business accounts all my payment processes so i looked through when i was doing what i would say my best, easiest revenue. Okay, so I did that. Then I went through years, and I mean years, of Facebook memories and my stories on Instagram. And I was looking where, I, I remember what I was doing, but I was like, when was I genuinely making the most difference, helping a lot of people, but also happy? Then I went through, I've got something like 50,000 pictures, and they've all, I've transferred them over. From, and I looked through, I thought, when was I enjoying my life most? And was I traveling? And I literally correlated all of these, and I found there's some periods in my life where everything was just fucking golden. And what was I doing? Helping a lot of people, writing a lot. I love writing and podcasting. I love talking. I can talk for fucking England. So hence why we got this podcast back. We've been um and an hour about it for what, four years? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wrote dad's book. I'm in the process of writing another two books. I'm turning into a content machine. And again, the same, I've just gone back to the things that actually I love doing these. And obviously yeah. with you, you forced me out of my comfort zone in a way because when we record the podcast, I'm like, why do we need a fucking camera? It's a podcast. I don't watch podcasts. I don't watch videos. You do. And you said, no, 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 we need this because of these reasons. And now that I found someone who can do the editing and do all the cool shit, and you've showed me some cool things as yeah. well, um, I fucking love doing video content because I, I, I do my thing on the camera and then it's sent back to me with all these cool fucking jump cuts and emojis. And I'm like, that's cool. And yeah. I love it now. But I've just looked at the skills that actually those ones, you know, realistically, I'm a, here, sum it up a coach and a writer. That's the kind of, if you have to really drill me down to what I do. So I need to put myself out there. I need to create content and stuff. But I was going to ask you a question, Jay, because obviously you work with lots of people as well. For those people, we're, we're more extroverted, okay? We, we, and we've trained ourselves yeah. to be no, good at this. But, yeah. But for those people who are like, well, it's all right for you two, you're quite chatty and, you know, hyper and talk to people. What do you do if you're not? What would you recommend to people to do? It's what skills what, do they need to work on? Okay, so what you have to understand is that when you have a skill, it means you're of value to other people. Mm -hmm. 
and people value different things. People consume information because when we're talking about value, we're talking about information, mm -hmm. right? And there are many different ways of consuming information. You know, we have many different, we have sight, sound, smell, touch, and taste. These can all be influenced and impacted. You know, value that a restaurant gives can be based on taste. Mm -hmm. So if your skill is making things taste incredible, that is always going to be something that is super, super valuable because mm -hmm. someone's going to go to a restaurant and they're going to be talking about that for the next 10 years. It's very hard to sell that on social media because you can't lick your Instagram page, unfortunately, at the moment, not yet. So we My are- My brain went to a different place yeah. there, I want to tell you that. So what I will say is that when it comes to social media, when it comes to online, and we yeah. and the reason that we're, we were going to- I'll tell you, we were talking about this before doing this episode. I said, should we talk about non- you know, offline stuff like other skills. I said, well, let's stick to what we know. Yeah. Um, and with when it comes to online, when it comes to social media, you are limited by sight and sound. Mm -hmm. And sound is, of course, going to be video and podcast. Sight is going to be, of course, video, but it's also going to be things such as writing, mm. emails, blogs. And I think one of the things you can do as an introvert who doesn't like being on camera is 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 look at things which don't involve you being on camera mm -hmm. and that is going to be emails. some of the that most creative be... people i know are massive they, they express themselves with their words and this is you know, for those of you that are listening that are you know in our sort of world that's great but you just reminded me of something great so a really good friend of mine luke um he's weird we bumped literally he if he's listening, he's become one of my really, really good friends. We bumped into each other into a gym and he gave me that, you know, the dead eye stare. <laughs> yeah. and he's, quite, he's a muscular guy, good looking lad, covered in tattoos. He looked tasty. He looked like like a, you know, he looked like a, he looked like yeah. he had a fighter's build on him. Yeah, yeah. And the mad thing was he'd gone through a, a dip in his life. He'd bought my book at his lowest point. It was one of two books that helped him get out of it. And then I'm just stood there two years later in his gym going, hello, just being my usual chatty fucking talk to everyone. So we've become really good friends. Now he's a really active, lovely guy, but he was working an office job and he was dying inside. And do you know what he said he was going to do? He said, fuck it, I'm going to become a scaffolder. Okay. And he quit his job, reached out, got a scaffolder, and he's already progressing up the ranks. He's getting his... It's all this fancy scaffold training. I'm not going to diminish anyone who is in that trick because I don't know what they are, but he's getting, he's because he's so keen, he's getting progressed faster and faster. He's getting his HGV life. He's getting all these things, right? He's getting all these skills. And he said, look, he goes, I don't want to do what you do, Dan. But he said, I am making myself employable for life. He said, until my body, you know, can't do it anymore. But we've all got lots of friends who are in trades who are going in their 50s and stuff and like yeah. cracking on. But so there's those sort of skills as well. And I think sometimes, especially in the online space, there's a lot of people who look down on people with jobs or anything. Yeah. And I'm like, do you know what? Some like the people I know who've got who are good. Now bear in mind, like my, my assistant's husband is a phenomenal tradesman, electrician, really successful business. Never without work. Like fully yeah, booked all the exactly. time. And yeah. very well. He's you know the top of his tree. So as well as obviously doing what kind of we do in the online space, there's this whole world out there that you can become a, ma you know, most people who who want to do well will dominate it. They're, sorry, learn to speak, Daniel. If you want to dominate it, you can. You can just turn up and do a job, that's fine. But like my friend, he's decided he wants to be the best of the best and he is pushing himself to do all these courses. He's knackered, he's working his ass off. But future him, 
got a job for life. And this is the thing about skills is that, you know, if we were to break down skills, there are physical skills and there's mental mm -hmm. skills. Physical skills can be great, but over time as you get older, it might be more difficult to do. Now, when it comes from a business perspective of that, the beautiful thing about having a physical skill is you can teach others. Yep. And actually then you can run a business where you teach up others and others work for you to mm -hmm. be able to do those things. And it comes to mental skills as well. Once again, they're kind of timeless because it, sometimes as you get older, you get better at those things, especially yeah. writing, especially that because of the experiences that you have. And, you know, a lot of people who are very good at that earn more money. So they have tend to, tend to have more freedom. And because they've got more freedom, they become more creative and become because they become more creative, they produce better work. Yeah. So it's this positive cycle of things. But I think where I'm going with this as well is you were talking about offline skills there. I know that I'm good at certain things, but I know also that, and people laugh, it's funny, I was on stage and I said to the people, this is how easy it is for a tradie to make carousels and slides. I said, who here knows how to bleed a radiator, right? <laughs> And <laughs> some sort of key, I believe. Yeah, who here? So there's 300 people in the audience, and I said, Who here knows how to bleed a radiator? All 300 people put their hand up. Mm -hmm. And I just realized I'm the only person that doesn't know how to bleed a radiator. Also, I knew how to bleed a radiator mm -hmm. after that because yeah. I did a carousel yeah, yeah. teaching people how to bleed a radiator. So I knew from there, but I never cared to bother. Uh, I also can't put up pictures. I've only got two tools at home it i've got an adjustable screwdriver and a hammer sorry and that it, just sorry. And if it doesn't go in with one of those Use someone else that someone else has to do it but also i know where my skills lie mm. so i'll always outsource those things and also when i find somebody who is very good at that they get to do everything you know yeah. if i I've, I've got a guy who built our wardrobes so once again when we were doing our housework he built our tv Staffy, but I've got the same guy. He literally sorts me out. His yep. job is to do the, all of those things. I like literally when I buy new stuff, he literally will come in, build stuff, throw stuff away, take it away. It's just I can do it, but it is I've I've built. So I'm, I'm thing is I'm actually really good with fine, tiny precision yep. stuff. But I've built so many bookcases, and I'm halfway through, and I'm like, oh, I've put it the wrong fucking way around. And I'm literally, fuck, I'm not stupid, but it's like my brain doesn't yeah. work like that, and I have to go line by line with my finger, and I'm like why is that where's this screw yeah and my friend would be like it's there uh -uh. also got a guy called dave you pay him a day rate and he'll and literally he's a plaster painter does he, does, he literally you just get i wait for about two months when i've got a job of about eight things that need doing mm -hmm. and then he comes in dave, and does them all for get it. Dave. dave gets it done for the day but we're talking about skills that pay the bills the reason that i you know employ them is because they're better than everybody else at doing it Mm -hmm. and it's not very hard to stand out from the crowd by just being bloody good at what it is that you're doing. Do you know what, mate? And we've, we've spoken about this before as well. You, to, to succeed in anything, you need to be good, okay? Yeah. You need to be good at what you do. But there's a great book. I don't know if we've said it on another podcast. I think it's called The Popularity Illusion, and it's basically the concept of popularity versus likability. You could have someone who's the world's best at what they are, but they're a fucking asshole, or you can have someone who's pretty good, Pretty decent, get good result, but it's really likable. Mm. And every fucking time, that second person gets more. I want to talk about this with person. Be likable. Yeah. That is a skill in itself. Just being, I'm not going to say the C word, but not being that not, don't word. Be, don't be a bellend, as yeah. I say. I say this all, all the time, and, I, and I've seen this firsthand when I, you know, when I had a gym and I was employing people. Mm. You know, I had people who were very, very technical 
with their job. They knew everything about every single skeleton, you know, every single yeah. skeleton, every single, yeah. every single the multiple bone. skeletons we have, Jamie. They could, they could reel off every single bone and in, in, in muscle. They could just everything, systems, yeah. you know. And, no people skills. And they had someone else who, who didn't even know how to do a squat. But they had a full book because everyone loved her. Like literally everyone loved her. Loved her. And this is the thing about personal training and that. It's not necessarily about the skill. It's about the turning up and being consistent with something. And actually, if you mm. like going to the person that you like doing the session with, you'll go to more sessions. Yeah, my boxing coach. I mean, I'm really enjoying it. You know, we're getting me ready for a fight, which, of course, at 42, let's fucking get ready for another fight again, you penis. But yeah. I want to do it. But I love my session with him. Yeah. And it's a fun hour for, yeah, it's knackering, it's fucking hard and stuff, but he is the most personable charming wonderful but we just have a giggle as well yeah and it's part of, like i said he you know he happens to be a world champion and very good so he's got a killer combo he's got talent at a fucking high level combined with a killer personality charisma sense of humor he'll dominate and he will yeah. and he is he's doing fantastic so i work with him but understanding that you know you don't necessarily have to be the world you'd be good i'm not saying be shit or not be good at what you do but just a skill in itself is People skills. And again, if you're more on the introverted side, that might seem somewhat more challenging. But I've got most of my friends outside of you um, are all introverts. I collect them, apparently, because yeah. we're naturally good, drawn to each other sort of people. But you can, you know, my conversations are like really deep and we get yeah. to know each other really well. So you don't have to be lively and do stuff like... One of my friends, Mike, you know, I jokingly call him the most boring person on the planet, but he is just super chill, Mr. Introverted. That's his style. But he expressed himself through words yeah. and he ends me on fucking <laughs> chats because he's so fucking creative. But you don't have to be some crazy life aggressive. Yeah. Just be someone that is relatively likable, relatively good at their job. And no ego with it. And that's well. it. And no ego. So it's that's very much people need to focus on the soft skills. And well, what I want to say with regards to getting fucking good at something, a lot of people go, cool, how do I get really good at something? And I think it's one of those things, it comes with practice and it comes with something, a book recommendation for me is a, a book called Anders, uh, it's called Peak by Anders Ericsson. Now, Malcolm Gladwell's Outliers was taken from this book. Oh, okay. So it's this whole 10,000 hour rule. And he, it's basically the whole 10,000 hour rule is not necessarily bullshit, but it's, you can spend 10,000 hours doing something and still be shit at it. Yeah. Take how many hours do you reckon you've spent eating? <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, fair point, yeah. You know, like people, yeah, how many times have, like, for example, my uh, dentist always has a go at me for brushing my teeth and I've been doing it twice a day since the age of six. <laughs> you know? So you can spend a lot of time doing something and still be shit at it. Yeah. What the book talks about is discipline practice. And what discipline practice is, is most people learn a skill to a certain level and they stay there. The example that they give in the book is that someone wants to get better at tennis. So they hire a tennis coach. And what they end up doing is they spend six months to a year getting better at tennis. And they get to a standard that they're better than their mates at playing because they've put a bit more effort mm. in. And because now they're better than the mates, they stop. So they're very good at serving now. They're very good at understanding the game, but they still have a shit backhand. They still have weaknesses, but that's okay because they don't want to learn anymore because they're, they're, they're at a at level, level that they're higher than the mates. That's most people. Yeah. Okay? Once they get to a standard where they're a little bit better than most people, they stop getting better. 
And this is where ego comes in because mm-hmm. in order to then get better, you need to find people who once again make you look pathetic. Mate, I'm going to have to. I'm obviously probably when this is out, I'll be doing it. But I've been, you know, sparring with my coach and he can obviously tear me to pieces. But I'm going to be getting in the ring with a load of people who've been working with for years who are, who are younger than me, fit than me, stronger than me, who are going to basically professionally kick the fuck out of me but yeah. i'm not going to get any better than where i'm I'm okay where i am now but i'm nowhere near going to improve until i'm actually pushing myself and being tested by people who can piece me as he what did he call was it piece you up and i'm just like i know what's going to happen i'm going to get slapped about but i'll get better yeah. And that's it. And the thing is, it's like, yeah, I'm 42 now. I'm not going to do anything major with it, but it's like, it's something I'm fun and I'm enjoying, but there's lots of other parts of my life I can still improve on and learn on. And one thing I will say here is for those of you who may be listening, who are a little older, um, is don't be afraid to try new things and learn new skills. You know, case in point, you showed me some video. I'm not naturally good. I struggle with video editing stuff. Um, but you, you, you did it, to be fair. If you had to be there to see it, you said, I'm going to show you how to do this, not even looking properly with my left thumb. And I was like, you prick. And to be fair, he showed me how easy it was. But I'm always thinking, okay, well, I'm shit at that now and I want to learn it. But find someone who can teach me how to do it. So don't be afraid to be like shit at things and try yeah. things. And I've had to try lots of stuff to find what works for me. And then now I've got it, I'm like, well, I'm going to do more of that then. Yeah, and I think this is so important that one of the things about getting better at something, and I always remember this, there's a guy called Frank Shamrock. He was an MMA. Yeah, one of the originals. Frank. Yeah, OG. Okay, one of the originals. And this has been stolen by mo- too many internet gurus, but he calls it um, the 33% rule. And I, I don't actually like the fact it's, it's called 33% because it's about three things and that's 99%. That's, yeah, and about we've, to say left, yes. we've left the ones that. So the way I kind of do it is if you do these three things, you'll be part of the 1%. So ah, I'll just, go on then. <laughs> yeah. So basically what it is, is when it comes to skill building, you need to spend a third of your time with people that you can teach because when you teach people what you know, you learn it at a deeper level. Yeah. You need to spend a third of your time with people on the same level as you and that could be depending on it could be skill level income level whatever mm-hmm. it is because you challenge each other to improve and then you need to spend a third of your time people playing a much bigger game than you just to show you what is possible which means that you never come become complacent because mm. if you're just spending your time with people on the same level and lower then you come back to that tennis analogy if you never get yeah. better because you're better than you yeah. know where they are with those people and if you spend too much time with people that you're teaching you become a teacher and you never excel. If you spend too much time with people playing a higher game, you'll always feel overwhelmed and you'll always feel that you're never doing enough. Mm. So it's getting the balance of the three. It's going, how much time are you spending teaching others what it is that you know? Whether that's just teaching the first chapter of what you know, that's so important for you to get better at the basics. Who are you catching up on a weekly basis to see what are you doing? What's what? Are, what challenges are you facing at the moment? Because you know you're on some the same financial physical or mental level mm. as them and and find those people because they're going to be your friends and secondly who are you paying to, to get better you, yeah. at? and that's what i would say who are you paying mm. because it's something that i said yesterday it comes back have you seen sister act two oh, years ago yeah. so anyway, there's a song if, if you want to be somebody and you want to go somewhere you've got to wake up and pay attention and if you want to get better you've got to find the people who are very fucking good at that and give them some money if you'd to like get their attention. to give us some money, feel free to <laughs> shoot into our DMs. You're, we are happy to take your money and teach you things and stuff. Exactly. And I think 
there's there's three levels to success. There is guesswork, there is hard work, and there's framework. And it's finding someone who has that framework. And, it, and that will skip you a few chapters mm-hmm. because you can learn from their mistakes. And, you know, two ways of getting ahead and getting better at something is learning from your mistakes or learning from the mistakes of others. Yeah. And if you cannot make the mistakes and actually learn from others, you'll uh, grow much quicker. And I'll give you the Dan version of that. Fuck around and find out. Some, but seriously, there's yeah. a lot to be said for just giving shit a go, fucking around, trying shit, pitching shit, launching shit, find out what happens. I'm here where I am now from basically strategic shit throwing at wall based around what I think might work. And over time, my shit has become very targeted. But have some fun with it. And if in doubt, be useful and be likable. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, and yeah, the likable thing is so, so important because people like hanging around with people who are not balanced. So there we go. Ladies and gents, another short and sharp episode, but I really hope you enjoyed it. And if you did enjoy it, comes back to that rule of thirds of success. Tell us what you learned because that will solidify it in your brain of that teaching so you'll never forget it. So DM us, let us know, message us, share this, give us a review. All of that is super, super important for more people to hear this podcast. But, ladies and gents, hope you enjoyed this episode. I have been your body, Jamie Alderton. And I've been your beast, Dan Meredith. Take care.